live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, happy Wednesday, everybody. Teal is primary. It's official. 21,000 votes. It happened. Nice job, Jags. Or nice job, Jacksonville, helping get it done. I saw people tweeting to Lady Gaga and others to try to get 21,000 retweets that the Jacksonville Jaguars asked for on their Twitter handle. I saw that, like, Stakeums responded, like, why are we here? Did they? <laughs> Uh, they got it. They did it. I, I still feel, I don't know if 21,000 was initially what it was supposed to be. Like, did they really think they were going to get 21,000? I mean, did they just help create that or was that a typo? Like, I still am yeah. curious. Well, you know, you can, I mean, there's ways to make you get to a certain number if yeah. you're willing to pay. Yeah, that's a good point, so. too. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. So maybe Because I, could... I was seriously wondering what was going to happen if they didn't. Like, like what if they only hit 20,000? Do they still come out with this? Yes, hey, they it's do. Teal? Well, yeah, but I think instead they would have made. You're right. They the would have made sure you would have yeah. made sure you hit that 21k. You're right. It's kind of like things we promise on the show. If we don't get them, we pay for it. Yeah. Uh, not out of the station budget. Usually out of my own pocket. <laughs> but that's uh, the way it goes. Austin Lane will be here in a moment. He's peeing in the sink somewhere. We think. Uh, hopefully, you checked that box last night and did your homework assignment and are not divorced because of it. Uh, as you uh, head here on a Wednesday, and we got some quarterback. We got a new quarterback in the cycle. I've been waiting for this. Who was it going to be? It was Aaron Rodgers for a bit. It was Russell Wilson for a bit. It was starting to trend a little bit toward Dak Prescott. And obviously, you had the Stafford and Golf trade, by the way. Wentz was in that mix. Ah, we've got a new quarterback here on a Wednesday. It's Ben Roethlisberger. Is he going to stay in Pittsburgh? A little bit of a cryptic message, perhaps not a full endorsement for Big Ben from the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers. What does that mean? When do you fold the tent and say, hey, we appreciate everything you did, but this isn't in the best interest of our organization? And is it time for Big Ben? I mean, do you really have to ask yourself that question? And how do we feel about it? Because Roethlisberger's already said, listen, I don't need to play at the 41 million, I think is what he could be due this year he'll maneuver things around it's not about the money he wants to play wants to keep trying to win in pittsburgh and then there is this soft spot soft spot i think in a lot of people's uh minds of yeah play with that same organization for a long time well that's changing right i mean peyton manning is now tom brady so does roethlisberger need to finish his career with the pittsburgh steelers and is it okay to say listen we just don't think you're that great anymore uh the Chargers were kind of willing to go that direction. We've seen teams be willing to go. No, Manning was totally different because of the injury. Uh, and then uh, what would that have been? Andrew Luck, of course. Uh, and Brady, I think, was still a little bit different, too. I mean, because he's 43 years old, it, it feels a little bit different. You know, It almost felt that way with Aaron Rodgers and just the uh, the drafting of Jordan Love. So when is it the right time to say, okay, listen, you've been awesome. We love you, man, but we think we're better off moving on. I and mean, we got this – there's a bunch of quarterbacks out there we could make a play for. We could get eight to ten years younger in that spot. Uh, we could go draft a guy and get 15 years younger in that spot. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see 
what the Pittsburgh Steelers do, and, and this is the world we live in, right? I mean, this is kind of what I was joking about a little bit all week, where I said Russell Wilson isn't going anywhere. I mean, we can talk all we want about it. Aaron Rodgers wasn't going anywhere. We knew that. Ben Roethlisberger, I'm not so sure. I, I, I know it's just a comment. We're trying to make it bigger than it is, but maybe he should go somewhere. Maybe Ben Roethlisberger should be toward the end. So we got a quarterback in the mix. The carousel is running again. I love it. It was broken down for a couple of days, but now we got the QB carousel spinning um, at, at, at its best uh, once again. What's up, man? What up, man? How we doing? Being in the sink last night? I uh, can't say I did last night. Okay. No, no. Are you on, like, suspension in the bathroom? Oh, no, man. No, no. We're all good. Okay. Uh, I just, I don't think I really, I don't think I got up last night to go to the bathroom, actually. I kind of slept through it, which is always a plus. Get eight, you know, get, get those eight straight hours of sleep. That is nice. You know what I'm finding something out about my sleep pattern? Yeah. Like, if I got stuff going on, like, say we're we're on the road, we're doing the Trevor Lawrence and, and, and urban stuff. Yeah, yeah. I find myself, like, not having these crazy dreams or I sleep pretty well. Sure. But then once, like, all that's behind, like, in, in my world, Daytona's behind us, the Super Bowl's behind us. We, we will have plenty to think about and discuss. But my plate is a little bit more clear. Mm. So now I dream about all these Goofy, crazy things. Like, yeah? I wake up and I'm like, what are we doing here? Do you keep a dream journal? I don't. <sighs> I should. Yeah, why not? Be kind of cool, really. Why not, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't have a journal. I just keep track of my phone. Like, if I have a crazy dream, I'll take notes on it. I think last night I dreamt that I was hustling on the TV set. I think this was last <laughs> night. Maybe it was yesterday. Hustling on TV. Um, I, I say set, not your TV set. Yeah. I mean, our set in TV. And I couldn't find a jacket or a tie. Oh, that's stressful. And so for this moment, I was sitting at the desk, which I don't sit at the desk. So this is why this is already kind of strange. It's, it's not exactly how it goes. Yeah. But so I'm just there in a like a button down shirt, you know, a dress shirt. Pretty casual. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I hope I don't get in trouble for this. But I got no time. I got to go on. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. on. Yeah. And then, like, I totally screwed up the whole sports cast. That's what I remembered one. last night from yeah. like I, it had to be more than that. But I just remember like what to the point where at some, one point today, I'm like, did I actually do that? So what is the universe recently? trying to tell you, Brent? That's the real question. Probably be on time. Uh, be on time or, you know, stop being so casual. Stop talking about, you know, peeing in the sink on the show and start being <laughs> a little more professional, I guess, right? Yeah. So yeah. anyway, my, I don't know where my dreams are going crazy right now. Cool. It, it's just off the deep end kind of stuff. Well, at least you're sleeping good. When you have dreams, that means you're in deep sleep. I watched, so that's a good thing. I watched over the last few days, uh, was, I think it was like a four-episode thing. Have you seen the on Netflix Night Stalker documentary? I heard you talking about it. Yeah, yeah. so I, I saw that. And yeah, so I figured I'm, I'm I was good like, with that, though. Well, I figured I was like, watch, now I'm going to start dreaming of yeah. stuff like I shouldn't be thinking about. Yeah. Because that thing was some evil in that now. For sure. And that was a real deal story yeah. out in California. But uh I, I don't know if good is the way to say it, but it was well done mm-hmm. and it was very interesting. Yeah. I even said to you yesterday, I was like, why are we so, why are we like attracted We're obsessed to that with story? It. Like, why are well, we? Well, I mean, it's that story, but it's also just serial killing in general. Like, people are obsessed yeah. with that. Because there was another one, like, a couple years ago that was on Netflix that people were all about. Was it Ted Bundy? Was it Bundy? It was oh, Bundy. Bundy. Yeah. yeah. He was like the, the good looking guy. But didn't, right? they, didn't they do the making of a murder? thing too yeah that oh no for thing? sure for sure yeah that was yeah. a big thing for a moment that was a huge right? thing that was wasn't that in wisconsin or not maybe not making a murder alaska or was it wisconsin alaska Britain no one's murdering in alaska there's not enough people up there it's way too cold hang on yeah i'll look it up though but that was a that was a thing for a bit yeah so i just wonder why we're attracted but did i was you, kind of locked into this series just to let you know yeah did you ever watch uh mind hunter yeah by the way it was in wisconsin thanks it was yeah yep 
Manitowoc City. There is, man. There is. There's a there's a shut up that says Wisconsin. We we like our cheese and our cereal coach because there's like you know <laughs> Charles Manson. Uh, wait, is he from Manson's a sh- no. Wisconsin? Guy? Uh, no. Uh, who's the other dude? Um, Jeffrey Dahmer. Sorry. Oh, Dahmer. and then 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 Ed Gein. Who was the, the, the movies? The, oh, I mean, show a little respect. The movie Psycho was based off him, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was based off Ed Gein. Really? Yeah. There's a little serial killer fun fact for you. I didn't know. Yeah. Do you uh, want, I mean, I don't get in depth, and I can get well, in depth if you want me to. What's crazy is the Night Stalker thing. You knew the name of the person. Yeah. You were like, was that you? Were, was that the you? You studied this. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. So in high school, we had a criminalistics class. It was called the best class I ever uh, ever took, and it was like a special elective. So not everybody got selected, but I guess I just I reached some kind of requirement. Go figure, because it's not like my grades were that appealing. But I got in the criminalistics class, and what we had to do is we had to do profiling of, of serial killers. So for instance, I had Ed Gein. I had to do an Ed Gein profile. Wow. Yeah. So you could tell me a lot about him. I can I can do a TED talk on Ed Gein for the show if you really want me not to. Either. I don't think he's I want a to. He, he's a crazy dude, man. Obviously, <laughs> yes, I think obviously, yes. No doubt. Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Coos here on a Wednesday. Uh, nice article today in Sports Illustrated. John Shipley, along with Connor Orr, uh, put out a story on Trevor Lawrence and how you know it, it's very interesting part of the story. And and I'm like, gosh, shoot, don't steal my thunder. Right. Because we're kind of holding some of the Trevor stuff that we did. We're compiling a little bit more when we went to Cartersville and then we went to Clemson. Now we've been to Clemson twice. And so from a TV standpoint, we're holding a little bit of it closer to the draft. Um, And when I I think I talked about this on the radio when we're up there on the on the show here and kind of said, okay, now that the trip's about done. What's your takeaway on like Urban Meyer? Mm -hmm. What's your takeaway on the whole Trevor Lawrence thing? And I what Stewart and I came up with from a Trevor Lawrence standpoint, of course he's a very good quarterback, right? He's this great prospect, but it was that he he's not going to just change them on the football field. Mm-hmm. People are convinced he's going to change them in other facets, whether that's merchandising, business, globalization, iconic, you know, star across the, the nation at the very least. He's getting killed jerseys here. But and uh, and also the in the city, like right, yeah. the, the Northeast Florida impact. And again, then to reiterate, Dabble Swinney, I think on Friday it was, I think he told NFL Network, you know, he was asked, like, where is he in 10 years? And he's a global icon, like mm-hmm. global. And so it was really interesting to see that because that was a little bit of the angle of what the SI article today was and how big he was going to be. And a lot of it, you know, I think we've we've covered some of it. And even Kuz said, when Kuz shared the article initially, and he's like, yeah, I think we've covered it. We've talked a lot about this. Mm-hmm. I thought there was one aspect of it, though, that we haven't spent a ton of time on. And I even told John Shipley this today. I think it's been a bit under-talked about is his relationship. And I use that in quotes. It's not really a relationship, but maybe he does know him pretty well. I don't know. But uh, with Peyton Manning. And so the mm-hmm. comp of Peyton Manning, because he grew up a Vols fan. His dad was a, a Tennessee Vols fan. And so therefore he grew up a Peyton Manning fan. They would go up to see Tennessee play in Knoxville, not too far from Cartersville. Mm-hmm. It's like two and a half hours. And Well, keep in mind, he was born in Johnson City, Tennessee. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yes. yeah. And so, yeah. well, so he's not like a Georgia Bulldog fan. Correct. You know, yeah. even though he was close to them, too, in, mm-hmm. in Athens. But... So he goes up, he idolizes Manning, so mm-hmm. many kids do, you know, mm-hmm. at, at that time. And he ends up wearing 16, and that's why he wears number 16. And so I, I think that relationship, but SI took it a little bit step further in terms, they talked to Bill Polian about what Manning did for the city of Indianapolis. You know, where where their organization was, where it is now because of Peyton Manning. You know, everybody says, 
Lucas Oil Stadium, the house that Peyton built. Sure. Well, it's not only that. In addition to building that house, building that stadium, he helped build everything around it. I mean, Indianapolis, you would never say this 10, 15 years ago especially, and you even have a hard time saying it now, is a very cool city. Yeah. Like Indianapolis is a cool – it's in the middle. It's, it doesn't – you wouldn't think there's a lot of character to it, uh, Indianapolis. I mean, it's in the Midwest. It's, it's It snows. It's not nice <laughs> out like even in April. But what they've done to that city and being in the middle of the country to attract a lot of big events yeah. from the Final Fours to Super Bowl, Bowl, Super Bowl there, to, yeah. to everything, conventions of all kind, not just sports, mm-hmm. they have really done a great job. And you go to Indianapolis and people rave about it and yeah. for good reason. It seriously is a pretty cool city to go to. Um, it's not like New Orleans. It's not, no, it's not no. Miami. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that feel to it, but it's a really cool city. Well, Peyton Manning helped that. It all came together. I'm not saying Peyton Manning built the city, but... It all came together at the same time when they felt good about their football team, when they were building a new stadium, they started feeling good about their city, they started building their city. Mm -hmm. And so if you really fast forward on Trevor Lawrence, and again, this is an enormous amount of pressure to put on a young man, but let's be honest, that's what we do in our world, and the young (laughs) man has already had a lot of pressure on him, and he's delivered, and I don't think it's too big for him to put this kind of pressure because he kind of knows how to channel it. Sure. If you fast forward some 10 years, well, guess what they're going to try to do around here in the next 10 years? And try to renovate or build a new stadium i mean it's going to feel like a new stadium what are they trying to do downtown well they're trying to do stuff we'll see if they're able to do stuff what is jacksonville right now now this has nothing to do with trevor lawrence it would be like this we have brandon poncelon all the time Mm -hmm. it is a hot market right it's a fast growing market in the state of florida northeast florida people are coming in here from all over the place it's growing 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 it's hot Uh, with or without the jags doing well so if you can put all that together in the next five to ten years, well, this will be much like Manning and that collaboration and combination of everything working at the same time. It could be that way with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Listen, to me, I mean, obviously, and I'm not breaking any news here, it's all about winning football games. Because Peyton Manning's first year when he went 3-13, and I'm not sure how much hype there was around the Indianapolis Colts. I'm not yeah. sure that the city was ready to say, well, Peyton Manning's our savior. We went 3-13. and but then the next season, what does he do? He goes 13-3. and three, And all of a sudden, it's like, okay, this is different. We haven't seen this before. And obviously, Trevor Lawrence has to do the same thing. Now, with Peyton Manning, yes, it was all – I mean, it wasn't all him, but he kind of revolutionized the quarterback spot in terms of calling out the checks, the audibles, and everything like that. But he also played with some great talent. You know, you had, uh, you had Mathis there. You had Dwight Freeney. Um, you know, you, you had a, a Marvin Harrison. You had a Dallas Clark. You had a bunch of great – wide receivers and tight ends and all that stuff too and defensive ends to say the least but it was all Peyton Manning but the biggest thing is can you win and if Trevor Lawrence can win and turn this thing around here in Jacksonville then absolutely he could be as big as Peyton Manning but at the end of the day regardless of how cool your hair looks um, how well you handle yourself if you're not winning ball games, it's not going to matter. Well, every quarterback's irrelevant. Every franchise is irrelevant if you don't win. Correct. Right. And, and you, there's levels of irrelevancy mm-hmm. but of course, winning has to come. And, yep. and most of the time in this sport, if your quarterback is good, you're going to win. Mm-hmm. Now, the Detroit Lions are a little bit of an exception there. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it, I, I retweeted something else. And this this is wild to me. The Mitchell Trubisky thing. Do you see that tweet? Yeah. That's a wild stat, right? I mean, because yeah. it's a guy that wins and his numbers are not horrific. Hang on. What yet was, it feels terrible. Oh, I'll bring up the stat again. Or you got and, it. Yeah, I got it right here. Uh, it is. 
the only QB since 2018, so what's that, 18, 19, 23 years, with a 65% win percentage and 65% completion percentage. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Big Ben, okay, that all makes sense, right? Sure. And Mitchell Trubisky, with a minimum of 30 starts, is on that list. It just doesn't seem to fit. I mean, he is in the category more of a Blake Bortles kind of perception. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he really is. I mean, Bortles was kind of the guy to be the butt of the jokes, and it's not going to work, and he can't get it done in Jacksonville. Like, that was the M.O. on Bortles nationwide. Well, Trubisky kind of has a little bit of that. Like, Trubisky's kind of like the butt of jokes right now. I don't know of another quarterback that he fits is. that mold. Yeah. Yet yeah, Trubisky wins, and, and well, some of his numbers are good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's but, a weird thing. Do you know what that stat tells me, though? Chicago's got a pretty good defense. It's, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I that's mean, what it listen, tells and, me. And Blake, listen, Blake benefited from that during their run as well. Correct. I, I saw Trubisky. I think the problem with Trubisky is what we saw here. In the, what would that have been? The second to last week. Yeah. yeah. He made two throws that were like, what? the heck are you doing? Keep in mind, that was at a time when we were rooting for Chicago. So even we were saying, what the heck are you doing? But he threw the one interception, especially in the end zone. I want to say it was right before halftime. And it was it was like a first down throw. And it was absolutely like, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? It was kind of Bortles-esque, Jameis Winston-esque in terms of the turnover that's inexcusable. And so I think that's part of the problem. Plus, there's really nothing dynamic about Trubisky. Right? Don't we kind of need something dynamic about our quarterbacks now, even in that position? You just can't get away with just playing the position at a pedestrian, okay, the numbers look good, he's doing okay, and even not even making mistakes sometimes, although I don't know if I put Trubisky in that category. Mm. I'd almost feel like, like Cousins is that way to me. Like Cousins doesn't do something to wow you. Yet you look up at his numbers, and he's got 4,000 yards, 68% completion rate, 38 touchdowns, and like 14 picks. You know, and I'm just making up numbers, but yeah. he's kind of like that. He's like, he doesn't wow you. Like, is there one thing that Cousins does that's like, holy cow, he's good? No, not really. Yeah. Trubisky's kind of in that mold, except he also gets the occasional big-time mistake. Would you say that Matthew Stafford's in that mold as well? Yeah, but I don't know, man, because Stafford feels like he wows you. Like, Stafford, like, the arm talent is legit. Mm-hmm. Like, when you talk about arm talent in the NFL, mm-hmm. you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, you're probably talking about uh, Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. and I think right there you're talking about Matthew Stafford. Hmm. Is that fair? I guess. I mean, like, I've, I've never said, like, did you check out that ball by Matthew Stafford, per se? But I haven't watched a lot of Lions games, though, either. Yeah, I truth. know. I think you that's know? why. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. But I think I've seen some stuff over the last year, especially when the Stafford got uh, stuff uh, traded. Sure. There's things popping, like like he's done like the no look pass before. Nobody talks about it, right? Yeah, yeah. He's done he that zip that he has is like whoa, like mm-hmm. a whoa kind of throw. Mm-hmm. I just think he has that much arm talent. Maybe we see more of that mm-hmm. with the Rams and people talk about it more. True. But I, I I do think there's a little bit of a difference between what I'm saying with cousins Trubisky and a guy like Stafford. Mm-hmm. Stafford's like the, the one of the most incredible riddles of all time in the NFL. To put up what he's putting up again, you have to understand that he is tracking toward the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like numbers wise, statistic wise, he is tracking. He's still a very young player. Well, but and they could could not win with a franchise quarterback that was putting up good numbers. Well, and listen, and it brings it full circle. Like, listen, Matthew Stafford was the first pick overall taken. Oh yeah. And he was supposed to be the savior of Detroit. 
and it didn't work out. Yeah. Now, he put up the numbers. He did his part, but unfortunately, he'd have the teammates around him. He'd have the defense around him. He'd have the running game around him to be successful. So now he's in L.A. But, like, Stafford was supposed to be the savior. But, unfortunately, we don't win the ball games, regardless of how well your numbers are. You're not going to be embraced. Yeah, and I think what you're saying is like Trevor Lawrence. They need more, right? It's, oh, yeah. It needs more. You have to put it. You have to be a well-run organization. You Correct. have to do a lot of good things. You can't just be Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Although I will say, I don't know if there's any other example like Stafford. I'm sure there is, but to, I don't know if there's another example in the history of the game to have a player of stat uh, of Stafford's magnitude with the success that he's had statistically and the lack of success that he's had with a win-loss record. Hmm. I, I just don't know. I mean, usually the, the quarterback, if you don't win enough, you get so much blame that yeah. you're out the door. That's not the case. They never blamed Stafford. I mean, never. But they didn't blame him a lot. They said, we got the dang quarterback. We got to do everything else better, and we can't. We'll talk more about that on the other side. More Trevor Lawrence, too. I kind of want to dissect this article a little bit. Some Trevor talk a day after he has non-throwing shoulder surgery and is at least able to get a good cup of coffee. <laughs> we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6 Brent Martineau. But we could really take this show off the rails if we wanted to go all, like, half politics, half sports. Austin Lane. I mean, have you been on Twitter lately? That's, do, you, do you want 100000 extra $100,000? Do you want a scholarship? Let's go. <laughs> politics. we get back here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Um, he, he probably doesn't remember, but I actually worked him out when I was with the Patriots. Um, when he was coming out of college, he pushed me around on the field pretty good for about two hours, so... Yeah, we've we've had some we've had some some contact. You know, it's it's you know it's early in the stages. I think you know he's having. Uh, we obviously know his skill set and 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 what he's you know meant to meant to the Texans. Um, having played against him twice, um, the type of player he is. Uh, so we'll you know we'll just kind of see how it goes. Like a lot of these guys that you know that are coming available you know, over the next uh, few weeks. You know, see kind of where you know their interest is. And then make a determination if it's you know if it's if it's an avenue that that hey we want to go down and, and and are we a fit you know potentially for some of these guys that become of it. Ooh, that's a tough one. Mention the Patriots in there. Ooh. So I was thinking like Casario or someone like that. Well, that's talking about JJ Watt. Mm. So Houston is already. Um, I'm gonna say the Pittsburgh Steelers and that's Colbert. No, your hint will be. I'm trying to do this without. We, I still even think with this hint, you won't get it. They play the Jags usually on Thursday night. That's the team. So it's, a uh, so it's uh, uh, Robinson, the GM. Yes. Yeah. I don't know who the GM of the Titans yeah. was. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely wasn't I mean, Rabel. I mean, take that, I guess, if you want that point. I don't, I don't feel good about it, but you can take that point. J.J. Watt, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't feel good. <laughs> I feel good. I'm just saying, I, I, if it was me. I wouldn't feel good I mean, about it, but heck, yeah, you can take it. That's a heck of a pull. I, I had his name. I wouldn't feel good many, about it. How many GMs in the league can you name? <sighs> I don't know the GM of the Jaguars right now. What is it, Balky, right? <laughs> Trent Balky? Yeah, do we even know two, what we're saying? Two, right? two, two A's? It's Balky. Is it, I thought it was two, two A's, right? Hey, it's two A's, right? Uh, two A's. Yeah, it's, it's aggressive. It's an, it's an aggressive last name. If you, ask, if you ask people who the GM of the Jags were, how many people would say Urban Meyer? <laughs> well, technically, that's I saying. mean, his his name's on the press statement. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's a good point. Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Coos here on a uh, Wednesday. J.J. Watt said he loves free agency. Yeah, um, bet you do. How, um, seriously, how much fun would that be? You know, you go in college. If you're a big-time player, right, yeah. college guys come after you and you get recruiting. And to a point where you yeah. get tired of it. 
Sure. Like uh, again, I say this all the time during signing day. I think people get tired of it by yeah. the time they sign. And I thought you'd ask me that, like for agency, like, well, Brent, I, I would have took whatever I could have gotten. All right. So no one was really was coaxing going me there. and coveting me. But okay, go I, on. I was not going there. Okay, why well, went there? Uh, but the, I guess for a guy like Watt, would he, he was Wisconsin guy? Yeah. Was he? Was he a big time like four star, five star? Oh guy? no, he I was. Don't he so, was a right? Western Michigan guy. He played tight end in Western Michigan, was delivering pizzas, and then wanted to go to Wisconsin. So he actually transferred. I think he got a scholarship right away. He might have walked on it. Okay. I'm not sure about that. Okay. So but he wasn't that big of a recruit in So in he's high not school. this ballyhooed guy. But no. It, either way, you you have that one time in your high school career, potentially, uh, to what levels it's varying. And then, you know, you probably, I would say, a pro athlete would hit free agency most of the time, at least once in their career. Sometimes, well, this is like yeah. the first time for J.J. Watt. It well, is. You know, I mean, by technicality, you were a free agent. My experiences was different than J.J. Yes. Watt's experience. But, yeah, I guess I was a free agent. Correct. Yes. So I can see why he would like this. Well, it, right now, listen, I mean, it feels good to be wanted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It feels like, good you got to be courted. Calling, you got yeah. people like you've got say, oh, I guess I can go here. I can go there. Money doesn't matter to you at that point that much. No. As you say, it's what the money says. Sure. So but even with this, I'll be honest, I don't think it's not even about what the money says for J.J. Watt anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's all uh, about chasing a ring. Yeah, I think it's about what the team dynamic says, honestly. So I could see why he's excited about it. Mm-hmm. How many teams do you really think are interested in in Watt, like from, listen, the Jags can say they're interested, but I don't think it makes a lot of sense for Watt. And you can even make the case that it doesn't make a ton of sense at this moment for the Jags. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Thirty teams are gonna, thirty-one teams are gonna be interested in JJ Watt if he called and said, "I'd like to play for you." I understand that. Let's be realistic here. Teams have to have money. Mm-hmm. Teams have to need a spot. Mm-hmm. And According to J.J. Watt, or at least what we think we know, they have to be ready to go chase I mean, a W. They, right? they have to. It's not like J.J. Watt's going to go to the Jets or anything, man. Like, there's there's no way that's going to happen. So, how many, what do you say? Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Green, Bay, Green Bay, Cleveland, Tennessee, Tampa. 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 Like, uh, would San Francisco be interested? They got so much firepower. The Rams, they can't be. They're already spending so nah, much on their nah. defense. Um, Seattle? Yeah, possibly. You said Pittsburgh already, right? I did. You did. Um, so I got a half a dozen teams right now. So let's just say ten. Yeah, hang teams. on. Let me. I mean, yeah. Let's okay. just say ten. Miami. I don't think he's interested in going to Miami. I, like, uh, even like Buffalo. I don't think he's interested. I mean, Buffalo could use him, but I don't think he wants to go to Buffalo. Like, I think he wants to. Go, honestly, Buffalo I, would fit in my category, though. Sure, because they, they're, they're good enough to go chase it. And do you think the Saints would be in that category or not? Probably yeah, not. Would, would you? Would, with Drew Brees though? Uh, you know what's going to happen? Without Drew Brees, yeah, probably too much curiosity for Watt Correct. to know. Um, anyway, let's just yeah. say 10 teams. I like it. Right? So that's got to be kind of fun. Sure. And here's the other thing. Unlike the college recruiting, where it just never ends, like, <laughs> I mean, because it's a few years worth of it if you're a big-time recruit, mm-hmm. this is fun because it's about a month. Like, he knows on March – today's a month away from free agency starting, which means he knows in a month. So he can get tired of it, but the most it's going to be is about four weeks. Yeah. So that's not bad. I mean, so it's a. I can see why Watt likes it. Yeah. Where does he end up? <sighs> that's the question of all questions, isn't it? A part of me wants to say Pittsburgh, but we don't know what's going on with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, because you, you can see playing with like TJ and JJ why, like, playing together. Yeah, like, I, you I, can definitely see that. I think it's almost like it, it's almost like too obvious. You think so? Yeah. See, I think Green Bay's too obvious. 
because, like, I mean, he, he grew up a Packers fan. Like, he's always talked about the Packers on Twitter. I like both of those as being and, and plus, his wife plays in Chicago. She plays professional soccer in Chicago, so that he'd be a lot closer to her. I mean, that makes almost too much sense. I, I think the Bears are out of it. Um, I don't think they're the Super Bowl contenders. So uh, it would make sense for him to play in Chicago just because, once again, his wife resides there um, with their soccer career. But I think it's either Green Bay or Pittsburgh. Well, there's been a lot. There's some rumors this week that Cleveland might be an interesting. Yeah. Like, hooking up with Miles Garrett, potentially. Yeah. You know, and they need defensive help. Oh, of course. Really? But isn't Cleveland kind of an enigma? Because I feel like Cleveland's always, like, they spent like, Odell Beckham Jr. They got uh, Austin Hooper. But, like, somehow they still have a lot of money left over to spend on people. Because they, they yeah. have, like, they're freeing the salary cap. They can go pursue J.J. Watt yeah. without any repercussions. It's crazy to me how that works. I mean, interesting dynamic because of Pittsburgh and Cleveland in that AFC North. Ooh, if he were to choose call. one of them, he, would, it, he ultimately would probably not choose the other. Yeah. Right? Because I think both are probably interested to some degree. I'm going to give you one that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. Tampa? No. Oh, I, I think it's Tampa. I don't think people are talking about this one at all when it comes to J.J. Watt. Maybe I'm just not reading the right stuff. Hit me with it. It's the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. They're already very good on defense. Yeah. Why not get even better on defense? They've got a ton of money. A ton. I mean, they they have a very good football team, and so you think they don't have the They have the money of the Jags and the Jets. They have that kind of money. Who's the quarterback, though, Well, Brent? I know, but you can you, you, you know you're going to end up with a good one. And by the way, maybe mm-hmm. you pull a, a Jimmy G trade first and then end up with him. Uh, who knows? Yeah. But I, I'd i say keep an eye on something like Indianapolis going all in. Can't you just see Tampa Bay replacing Sue with J.J. Watt? Yeah, and I think I and think playing with Tom Brady. I think the reason he went, one of the big reasons he went at the timing that he did to Houston and said, I, I'd like, let's go. You know, I, yeah. I believe that J.J. Watt was probably done with Houston anyway. But I think it might have been more Houston going in a different direction, knowing they're recycling a little bit. He's getting a little bit longer in the tooth. Mm-hmm. It might be time to say, hey, J.J., go go win somewhere. We're not going to win right now. Who knows when we're going to win, but we're not going to win right now. Yeah. But I think the Tom Brady Super Bowl again, with guys like Antonio Brown coming in, even a guy like Fournette coming in, but Sue coming in, all these guys that came at Gronk coming back, I think J.J. Watt is almost jealous or really envies that situation. Yeah, he envies sure. that situation. Envy is a better word here. But I think he saw that, and it was like 24 hours later that he said, all right, Houston, we're done. And, <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. I do believe they are very much in play because of that. Not only because there's some sen- it makes some sense – if Sue's not going to be there, which it doesn't look like he'll be there, they need some help on defense if Shaq Barrett's not there as well. Mm-hmm. But to go play with Brady, to go try to make another run, to play with that group of players that know how to win, ultimate professionals and Gronk and, and, and Brady, and I think Mike Evans fits that category, mm-hmm. uh, and others too fit that category, I think he really would welcome that atmosphere. Bruce Arians is a good guy to play for. So... I don't necessarily think it's just like, hey, because Tampa can win. I think it's more about the people in Tampa that could get J.J. Watt. Uh, it certainly doesn't hurt that if you're on that team, you probably have a chance to win For sure. uh, as well. But I tell you what, I don't think it's going to be Pittsburgh. I don't, I don't think it's going to be either. Green Bay. See, I, think I would probably, if I had to put my house on it, uh, which has never been a good idea, I would probably, <laughs> two of them already. I'd probably put it on Tampa. But I, if I want to win a big bet, Mm-hmm. I'm taking Indianapolis. Watch out oh, for Indianapolis. I just, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, the same division, okay, maybe. 
But like, like I said, I mean, does Jimmy Garoppolo do it for you? Like, are you that confident in Jimmy Garoppolo that he's going to get you to the promised land? I have a hard time believing that. I think you're more confident, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. I'd say if you get a little bit of an upgrade at quarterback, and Rivers was good this year. I mean, it just ended up being loaded. He didn't play poorly in that in that game. They just didn't win that game. I just think they are a very talented team right now if they get the right quarterback. Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to hold you back? I don't think so. Is he going to elevate you? Maybe not. But I'm not sure you need much elevation at the QB spot in Indy to be in the mix, mm. to have a chance. They're a pretty solid football team on a lot of different levels. Uh, you know, The only good thing about that being in the Jags division is, yeah, they're a solid football team, but injuries certainly change that in, in a heartbeat. That can happen in three weeks in time in the NFL. And also, they don't scare you too much yet because you're right. They don't have the quarterback. And who are they really going to get in there that could scare you? Correct. I mean, exactly. So that brings us actually back to the Ben Roethlisberger situation. Mm-hmm. Could Roethlisberger end up in, like, Indy? Does he? Did they part nah. ways with Roethlisberger? No, man. I, listen, either, in my opinion, Roethlisberger is going to play for Pittsburgh or he's not going to play at all. Like, really? I don't think he's to the point of his career where he wants to go. So I just, I, I don't think so, man. I'm running a little bit with the Colbert of course you are. quote here. Of course you are. Just like we talked about with Russell Wilson, now you're running with the Colbert quote. Well, yeah, I mean, I am. KQ Colbert for the folks that haven't listened or yeah. haven't, heard, haven't heard the quote yeah, yet. Yeah, the quote was, hold on, I'll find it. Hold on. But anyways, if you're asking... Here it is. Ready? Yep. That was quick, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Steelers GM Kevin Colbert doesn't give a strong endorsement for Big Ben as QB in 2021. Quote, as we sit here today, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, that's always dangerous, member of the Steelers. He reiterated to us that he wants to continue to play. We told him we have to look at this current situation. Somebody else kind of says he wants to continue to play. We told him, quite frankly... We have to look at this situation, which reads or, a little or, stronger, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> it does. But I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm. What would you do if you were the Steelers? Not Ben. Ben wants to stay in Pittsburgh. I understand why, and and that makes sense. And they're a good football team. But if you're the Steelers, is it time to take a look and be like, listen, the guy can't move. No, listen. If you're the Steelers. You can always plan for the future, right? I mean, they brought in Dwayne Haskins maybe to plan for the future. But with that being said, I think Ben Roethlisberger right now gives you just about the same chance to win if you would would bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, if you would bring in, I think, a Carson Wentz. And obviously the draft capital you have to sacrifice to get those guys. So I roll with Ben Roethlisberger another year, but at the same time, obviously I'm planning for the future because – you know, everything's on the table. I mean, Ben's got maybe one or two years left. I mean, he's on the back nine of his career for sure. So you have to plan for that future. But I'm going to roll with Big Ben until he can't roll anymore. See, I think that's a dangerous thing, man. The f- the good organizations that keep but, rolling and rolling are forward thinking and saying, listen, Ben, we love you, man, but we know we're not winning the Super Bowl with you at quarterback at this age. We know we're not doing that. Like, we can't who, win with who's you. Who's the better option right now for Ben Roethlisberger? Because you, you can't say Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, wait, for Indy or for Pittsburgh? No, no, I'm saying for Pittsburgh. Like, what what would be the better option than to replace Ben Roethlisberger right now? I look at that question as more, is it better to have a 38-year-old Ben Roethlisberger and a 39-year-old Ben Roethlisberger for the next year or two, or is it better to have a 28-year-old Jimmy Garoppolo for the next handful of years or whatever? I'm just saying, if I'm in the business of winning right now, which I think the Steelers kind of are, I'm going Big Ben. Yeah. 
I, I, I agree with you that this year, yes. Yeah. I, I would still go with Big Ben in that conversation. Gotcha. But I'm not by a lot, man. I'm actually thinking about it. That tells you that if you can find something else that's an upgrade that you think is an upgrade over the way Ben's playing now, not his career, mm-hmm. Hall of Fame career, two Super Bowl career, not that. I'm talking about the way he plays now, which is a statue. The guy that plays like a statue just retired. That's Philip Rivers. He can't move. He doesn't have the mustard on the football. Roethlisberger, questionable arm strength. You know, although he did zip some toward the end of the year. But he did. there were some questions about that. See, that again, I will say, statue Tom Brady, yes. But he's a little bit of an outlier here, and he also has that fastball still. So, we'll bring back full circle. Watts going to Tampa, you think? I think I think final answer goes to Tampa. I'm saying Green Bay. But I do think my underdog is Indy, and I think Big Ben as an underdog pick could end up in Indy as well. Okay. Okay. That'd be the like stunner it. of the offseason at QB. Would you agree with me? If, if he's Big in ben Indianapolis. Absolutely. Hands okay. down. Yes. That's going to be my sleeper upset pick. 16 okay. beats a one. And my sleeper upset's going to be J.J. Watts going to Green Bay with Von Miller. Von Miller's going to Green Bay, Von too. Von Miller. Oh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6-9. It makes all the sense in the world for him to take a look at the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are a team that was on the cusp of clipping whether or not Patrick Mahomes finished the game in Kansas City or not. He got hurt, obviously, but the Browns were right there. They had started a little bit of momentum, turning the corner. You add a J.J. Watt on the opposite side of a Miles Garrett at times, or you slide him inside to play in a three technique or two technique or whatever you want to do with him from a defensive line standpoint, you can certainly get something out of that. And maybe it doesn't cost you $17 million. It costs you a little bit less because he feels that he could be the guy, the locker room leader, the guy that could certainly get the youth to play and understand what it's like to be in this league and fight all the time. Those are the sort of things that add value to a guy like J.J. Watt. It's not his three-time defensive player of the year award because that was done in Houston. It's what are you going to bring to the table over the course of this season? Keyshawn, Jay Zubin, ESPN 690 in the morning. 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. here on ESPN 690. <laughs> I love uh, uh, Brady. You see, just he he puts a video out. I don't know if he did it, but it was all about him getting like, I can't believe he's still playing and Tampa's getting. It's one of those type of deals. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I love talk sports talk radio or something. Yeah, yeah. I just retweeted. Thanks for listening. Um, but <laughs> the uh, you know, it's a, that's an interesting one. Like I don't remember a lot of backlash on Brady going to Tampa. Now, I know it got off to a slower start, and then people talked about the relationship between him and Arians and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But but was there a ton of backlash? Like, was that a risky move by Tampa? No, because you're coming off of Jameis Winston. So, I mean, how... how and you were building it to, like, put all these pieces together. Sue. Of course. Right? You had one more year with Barrett. They put yeah. him on the franchise tag. Yeah. Like, you... You, no, kinda, well, you were listen, like making a run with you listen, needed that quarterback. You needed Phillip Rivers or you needed yeah. Brady or. I mean, let's go ahead and give Tampa Bay a lot of credit for winning the Super Bowl this year because, I mean, you know, it was improbable. I mean, for playing in a pandemic, a lot of new pieces, they got the job done offense and defensively. But let's not say that they went out of their way and, oh, I can't believe they got Tom Brady. What a, what a, what a good call that was. Wow. Going against the grain and getting Tom Brady. Oh, I'm sorry. You got the GOAT. Congratulations. Yeah. Who wouldn't want the goat on their team? Now, at the time, not a lot of teams, but in retrospect, I think everybody would take Tom Brady right now. Yeah, no doubt. And, and, and listen, I get what Brady's saying a little bit here. He's saying, you know, at times during the season, he's done. He's washed up. He's all that stuff. I mean, that yeah. happens. And Well, yeah, I mean, I, let's, let's look at it like this. 
because obviously he's he's uh I don't want to say he's petty, but you know he's having a little fun right now. Oh yeah. Like if Tom Brady came to Jacksonville last year, what would we be saying about Tom Brady coming to Jacksonville? Like, we I think we would have been excited. It. Exactly. Absolutely love we'd it. We'd be like, oh, he's so old. Like, come on. No. We would have been excited. Yeah, it would yeah. make no sense, but we would yeah. love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and maybe it would have made sense. You know, maybe you bring in Brady, he changes the culture even if you don't win a Super Bowl. You yeah, know I mean? He yeah. seems like he's now that guy. Yeah. Like, he's the ultimate culture changer, really, from a player's standpoint. Sure. But I'm just saying, even replacing Minshew, we would have been excited and not questioned. I mean... Maybe question like the timing, obviously, and like what the goal is from from Brady's perspective, maybe. Yeah. But we would have been excited for it. I was gonna talk. I, I might talk about this a little bit more later in the show. But real quick, don't you get the sense that like LeBron James and Brady are just loving life? Like they are now. It feels like they're finally playing with house money. There is like no. I, and Brady feels like he's been playing with that for a while, but there is no pressure on him. None. And it feels like I see interviews with Brady. I see interactions on social media. It feels he's that way. I see LeBron. He's sitting there on a scorer's table, chatting it up with whoever is interviewing from TNT at the time. He got the championship, the pressure to win in L.A. When he went to L.A., two years later, he delivers. Brady, can you win without Belichick? He delivers. I get the sense that there's almost this balloon pop sigh of relief. For both of these great athletes, even though they've already won, mm-hmm. that says now it's just like I'm just having fun with it. No, I mean I think you're absolutely right. It's a good observation. I think with Tom Brady when he was in New England, like yeah, he was the goat and everything, but it was still like a Bill Belichick show as well. And like you'd always refer to kind of the Bill Belichick, yeah. so you can never really have like 100% fun because it was the Bill Belichick way. I think he comes to Tampa Bay and he, he, you see Bruce Arians on, in, in interviews and things like that. He seems like pretty much a fun-loving guy. Absolutely. And it seems like he kind of gave Tom Brady the keys a little bit, so Tom Brady could be himself a little more because he was surrounded by veterans. Number one and number two, he'd have to kind of show him the way. It's like, hey guys, just trust me, follow me, and let's go. I don't gotta teach you how to be a pro athlete. You know how to be a pro athlete. With LeBron James, is the same thing. Guys start off in Cleveland, really had no help at all when he was a you know a young guy coming up going to finals but couldn't get the job done goes to miami has Dwayne wade has chris bosh and all of a sudden yeah you're still the guy but you have help go back to cleveland win the championship and then you go to la you know you have anthony davis and guys like that where once again you're still the guy in la but you have a lot of help at your disposal so it makes things a little easier hey um we will talk about this more at length leonard williams yes or no duh I know you want it. You got to spend. Duh. You got to open your wallet. My wallet or Shad Khan's wallet? Yeah. Hey, duh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you, if you can pull Sting to AEW, you can get Leonard Williams to Jacksonville. There's no price too high. Make it happen. We talk about that, and we are joined by Jimmy Luck when we come back on Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. He's in charge of the teal because the teal is primary in Jacksonville. A little deep dive on the teal next on ESPN 690. If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. 